1: In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. We got a lot of, of, uh, of gentlemen's clubs. How you like those. Oh, hey, everybody. Mickey Mouse, yeah. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, we made it hour two. Center Insane, if you missed anything from Hour 1, there is a podcast. It's available at 1080fan.com, radio.com, wherever your podcasts are sold and bought. Mm. Podcast auctions, the dark web. What? You can find it in trees. Right. What? I don't know about that. that Are we not on the dark web? We're on the dark web. I don't even know how to get on the dark web. What? No. Just type in dark web into your uh, Go search engine i love that (laughs) you you do not want to be on google for that you don't you don't want people uh seeing your history of what you're doing on the dark web if you haven't tried duck duck go yet i encourage you to do it it sucks it'll
3: make you uh reconsider all the hate you have for google i just i know a lot of people don't like google they still use it because of the fact (laughs) that google pretty much steals your information and then sells it to other people yeah um like you'll realize how much it's worth it once you use duck duck go yeah because the whole the whole position with duck, duck go is like hey we don't we, we don't care what you do yeah we don't we don't go take nuts. your information we don't give you cookies we don't you know track you and everything yeah. it's yeah. it's no but it sucks
2: <laughs> yeah so there you go um but if you're going on the dark web probably don't want people you don't you don't need your search history you know accessible by people what you do on the dark web when you go on there mm-hmm. you type in sinner insane on the dark web yeah i'm <laughs> just saying we're number three there's now, some other stuff going now, on is
3: the dark web like like a website because the way people talk about it and you're talking about it right now and uh, now? guilt guiltily i have talked about it too is that like When you go to the dark web, it's like you go into Google, it's like it just says dark web on the homepage, and then you just start searching for stuff. Yeah, that's exactly the way. And I kind of
2: don't think that's how it is. No, it's definitely not how it is, Um, but I have no idea. I don't either. So I just say it in just vague terms, Yeah, and then just keep saying it over and over again. Yeah, go on the dark web. Yeah, the dark web. Oh, you can't buy a gun? Go
3: on the dark web. I'm sure they have them in stock. Do it. Yeah. Five five three zero five. Have you been on the dark web? Describe yeah. it to us.
2: Uh, and is there toilet paper available? Yeah. Purchase on the dark web. What's going on there? There is. It's just infused with meth. Well, here's the other thing: is there's plenty of darkness on the regular old web. Mm-hmm. Depending on how dark you need to get, I mean, let's be honest, you can you can cause most of the mayhem that you need for your everyday suburban existence <laughs> right there on the old regular web.
3: I don't think you can find like a uh, um, like a murder for hire though. Like I think you gotta yes. go dark web for that.
2: That's probably true. That's uh, definitely yeah. that's definitely where you wanna go with the uh the no history search of duck, duck go. That's for sure. Yeah, or ask Jeeves. Go to Ask Jeeves for that one. Yeah. But yeah, Ask Jeeves would know. Would Jeeves know where to hide a body? Yes. Yeah. I don't think there's any trouble with that. This needs to happen. The NBA right now has two different proposals out there for quarantine, bubble, no-access zones to play their season. Mm -hmm. One is Disney World in Orlando, 20,000 hotel rooms. They have the world of sports where they can put multiple courts up at any given time and have an NBA season with everybody in one location. No outsiders enter without getting the full... Medical screening, full clearance. It is essentially a specific NBA town, right? Built in Disney World. The second option is in Las Vegas. They say with the uh, event center and the Thomas and Mac, uh, the Mandalay Bay could house all of the NBA teams and players and all of the officials and media could live at the Luxor. There's a tunnel in between them. You would even have to go outside, Mm -hmm. and you can be in the Mandalay Bay event center and have multiple courts set up, same kind of scenario, and you can have an NBA season in one of those two locations, Okay. put the NHL in the other, and boom, live sports are back. Now, we talked about this with baseball because they presented the Arizona spring training facilities or the Florida spring training facilities as as potential spots for this. Dude, if you do it, first thing you do is you hire the documentary crew that's going to be in there. Just get everything you possibly can on this because in five years when you put out all the footage as the last dance-esque 10-part docuseries, everyone will want to watch it. This has to happen, right? Come on. Yeah, I guess.
3: Oh. I mean, if you could do it. I, I'm still of the whole opinion, like, just just end it. Just do,
2: <laughs> just, 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 get ready for the next season in December. Well, that's because you just want to talk about musicians with weird voices. You'd rather not talk about sports.
3: No, because I think that it's exactly your point that, uh, you know, CJ uh, McCollum reported earlier this week that he hasn't shot a basketball in like a month. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't blame the guy. He's probably getting burnout like every other player where it's like, you can only practice so many times before you want to play and it's not like the off season where you know that there's an end point, And so you plan for it and you have this whole strategy, you know, laid out with your trainer and with the facility. But like, this is one of those situations where you literally don't know where you're going to play again. Sure. And I don't doubt that some of these players have kind of like started to get apathetic about it and just been like, but well, I don't, you know, we don't even have a set plan for if we're going to finish this season. Now they're talking about that. We're going to start the new season again in December. I you know, I don't know what's going on here. I would just say you probably don't want a crappy product back out onto the court where, honestly, you could risk injury because you're going to have a bunch of dudes who were in in-season shape, and now you're asking them, hey, we're going to give you a week to get back in shape, yeah. and then just get out there and start playing 100% again with the playoffs on the line. Yeah, Yes, I do. I don't know about that.
2: I understand that. But if you don't know what the timeline is to start next season, which has already been pushed back, Mm -hmm. and you don't know how they're going to start next season, will they have fans, will they not? Some people are saying that the timeline of 12 to 18 months for a vaccine is now looking less and less credible considering, what was it, five years ago that the Zika virus showed its uh, ugly head and still they have no vaccine for that. So there's no assurance that they will. That's the timeline for vaccines they have found. The flu vaccine is not uh, perfect. It doesn't take care of all flu. So even if you have a vaccine in 18 months, we're not going to go back to normal anytime soon. If you have these facilities that, I mean, let's, the casinos aren't going to be opening anytime soon. I mean, what's what's more likely, the start of an NBA season without fans or they reopen the Las Vegas Strip? Yeah, Las or, Vegas. Really? Yes. I don't know. How about Disney World? You, you really want to, send, you want to open to families when they don't have a solution to the coronavirus? Yes, they will. Right. They'll much do it before sports leagues. Before the sports leagues without fans? Yeah, of course. Right. I have a hard time buying that. Why?
3: One doesn't were- make as much money as the other. Sports Leagues without fans, you can't charge admissions. So yes, really you, what can you're get, you can relying on
2: television revenue when everybody's at home. Look what the draft did, dude. Fifteen you, million people watching. Uh, yeah, thing. you can. You can. But the idea of
3: opening up the strip again means that you're going to create such an insane demand mm-hmm. that you're gonna make more money over time. With sure. broadcast revenue, you know, you're gonna have it set for a certain point and then you're gonna be like, Okay, here we go. Here's the season. This is how much money we made on it. We can't sell tickets, so we don't We're not going to have that secondary revenue stream coming in. I mean, think about all the different streams of revenue that come into a Vegas casino. It's not only just the food. Of course, it's the gambling. It's the staying at the hotel. It's the booze. It's
2: it's, Wayne Newton's uh, variety show. It's
3: the tickets. I, I, I see that happening more just because I think that everybody is getting so antsy. And I think that governments are thinking more about those kind of things than like hey, how am I going to open the NBA up again? Like, I, I think the mayor of Orlando or whoever the hell's in charge over there, I think he's probably thinking about getting everybody back to normal before, like, the NBA's knocking on his door.
2: Yeah. I, I just – I don't know. I, I'm just saying if there if there is a way to do it and do it safely, and these seem like reasonable proposals in front of it, you, you cut down the operating cost – because you don't have to create concessions and all of the things that go around it for the people that are going to be staying there. You do have all the facilities to do it, to take care of food, beverage, lodging, uh, even entertainment in both places. You have the people that are in there. will have some semblance of normalcy. They'll also have roller coasters or casinos available to them. Uh, but the operating cost of bringing in a crew to actually, you know, put the TV product out there—you're not sending somebody to every city, you're mm. not sending broadcasters around because there is no travel. You have everybody in one place. I don't know, man. It, to me, I would love to have live sports back. It's just, Dude, it's, so it's, would It'd I. be a great distraction.
3: So would I. I'm just saying, in a practical sense, I think you're definitely going to see. I mean, you're already seeing it with some states. You know, Georgia. Georgia is allowing hairdressers and yeah. other kind of. I I don't. I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody that's a hairdresser or a noseman, one, but, like, I don't really consider your job to be essential. I just don't. I'm sorry. No. Well, but, like, it, you know, yeah, it sucks that your hair's grown out, but, you know, you can cut it later.
2: It's also a one-on-one experience, and as long as people are willing to take that, it's, it's, it's not getting 30,000 people back into an arena. It's, no, but it's,
3: I, I think that you're just seeing it from states right now who are starting to ease up on their you know, at their stay at home orders. And I think that a lot of States are just focusing in more on small businesses and trying sure. to get some money to them before they are saying like, Hey, how am I going to get the Portland trailblazers back on the court playing so they can sell tickets? And I
2: understand I, that cities aren't worried about yeah. that, but the blazers are sure. and I, the NBA is that's their job is to come up with alternatives. I think it's cool that there's opportunities out there to do something of this nature. Plus, I mean, it's, it would be to me, it would be a cool experiment to see if they could make it work, what it would look like. Yes, it would be very different, but at least it'd be different for everybody. yeah, so I think that there's an element of that like you're looking what you're looking for is a level playing field and that would level the playing field because everybody would be in a very similar situation.
3: five five three zero five So there you today text line uh, somebody chiming in from our CJ opinion about the whole I haven't shot a basketball in two weeks in my whole opinion that, Hey, you got to give these guys time to get back in shape. They say, so you're telling me you make 30 million a year to play a game, but don't have timers.
2: Well, you don't have time to practice during this quarantine. Well, but we learned this during the horse competition, uh, that not all NBA players have a hoop at home for some reason, (laughs) but I'm sure he has a gym. I'm sure he's not in terror. He's not sitting there just eating his, his quarantine supply of Doritos and, and working his way through the entire Netflix catalog. No, but He's, there's a difference between in-season shape and off-season shape. I totally understand that, but your concern that they're going to get injured because he hasn't used his shoulder muscles to shoot a basketball. There's plenty of things he can do to work to stay in shape. Just saying.
3: Another one, uh, somebody saying, I have Disneyland reservations in September. They better open by then.
2: Uh, I heard end of the year, man. Yeah. Sorry, homie. Dude, I would reschedule those ticks. Yeah, those ticks. Yeah, bro. All right. Uh, NFL quarterbacks looking for new homes. Another presumptive starter is without a job. Where are they going to land? We'll talk about uh, NFL quarterback carousel. And is Jameis Winston more mature now? We'll talk about those next. Center and Saint, 1080 the fan. I so I'm doing research so that we can be smarter. Nice. I've got the internet right here in front of me. So, what is the dark web? Nice. How to yeah. access it and yeah. what you'll find there. Okay. So, the dark web by definition is a part of the internet that isn't indexed by search engines. Okay? You've That's no it? doubt heard about the dark web. You can access it by using a search engine called a TOR, T-O-R. Don't know what it stands for. does not list here. Somebody mentioned that on the text line. But there are estimates that the dark web makes up the majority of it, more than 60% of the web. You can go on there and find harmful enterprises like buying credit cards, Credit card numbers, all manner of drugs, guns, counterfeit money, stolen subscription credentials, hacked Netflix accounts, and software that helps you break into other people's computers. So
3: these are just websites that use a bunch of black hat tactics to basically tell Google and any search engine that like, hey, you don't want to put us on there. And that's it. There's literally nothing else to it. They don't go on a different server or or anything. It's
2: just, it's just websites that... Have actively made themselves not findable. Listen, I just what I did was I pulled up an article that is uh, very uh, user friendly here because it's on the light web. I guess if, yeah, if that side's dark, this is light. The diet web. The diet diet web. Uh, but not everything is illegal. The dark web also has le- a legitimate side. For example, you can join a chess club. Or Blackbook, a social network described as Facebook for tour.
3: Okay, so why wouldn't you just go on Facebook? I'm guessing this is a website where you trade stuff and do crazy things.
2: Well, listen, hey, I,
3: I need somebody to come over and kick my husband in the balls.
2: There's I'll also go to tour. There's also the deep web versus the dark web. Now, what's the deep web? So the deep web and dark web are sometimes used interchangeably, but they're not the same. Deep web refers to anything on the internet that is not indexed and therefore accessible via search like Google. The deep web uh, content includes anything behind a paywall or requires a sign-in credential. Mm. It also includes any content that the owners have blocked web crawlers from indexing. Mm. So the deep web can be something that simply you decided to put on willdarkens.com that you didn't want to be indexed. Yeah. Don't go
3: there, by the way, willdarkens.com. It's pretty good. There's some crazy stuff. Even for the internet, it's a bit shocking. Yeah. So,
2: anyways, it's just anything that's uh, out of reach of your search is basically the dark and or deep web. Now, the dark stuff, man, stay away from that, kids. What's the most disturbing video you've ever seen on the internet? Oh, when the internet first took hold, I was uh, a 18, 19-year-old lad just out of high school, and we'd go to people's houses, and they'd be like, "You gotta watch this video," and it was some gross oh, stuff. Oh, gross! Not like, disturbing don't. though. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. what? Two girls, one cup? You, things of that ilk, yes. And you're just, and I'm like, and and then you turn to your buddy, I go why are we at this guy's house and why is he showing us this stuff? Let's just bounce. But yeah, there's not really like, I didn't see any, you know, nine millimeter snuff films or anything like that. But you know, it's mostly pornographic of nature. And I'm just like, I didn't ever need like to see two that. kids in a sandbox. That one I'm not familiar with, but I'm sure there's don't look sh- that up. I'm I won't. Oh, trust me. I won't anything that has shorthand. For like that video that disturbed a generation, all of those things. I probably seen snippets of, but you know what? I was good without them. And I just, I moseyed on my little way.
3: I mean, it's some pretty intense stuff, but don't look up two kids in a sandbox.
2: Yeah. What's uh what's the guy's name? uh, Fournier (laughs) in the NBA, Evan Fournier. Oh, his nickname is do not Google. You ever Google that? I've never uh, yeah. Fournier syndrome or whatever it uh, is, or or disease or virus or whatever it is. Well, we're at work. I'll do it when I get home. Well, no, I mean it's it's just it's a uh, it's an illness, just super gross. Okay, like it's legitimate. It's not like it's not like something on the dark web. You can pull it up right now, and you'll be grossed out. But it's not like it's indexed. It exists on the I guess the light web. I'm waiting for Will to pull up. Fournier syndrome. Um I don't see any pictures. Well go to images, dummy. Oh, it's just gangrene. Yeah, basically. But it's super gross. So yeah, Fournier is gangrene. There it is right there. Yeah. But yeah, you don't need to look at those pictures if you don't want to. It's like uh it's like a guy snaps his leg in the NBA. Alex Smith injury. Do you pull that up and go? Oh, I need to see Alex Smith's leg come through or bone go through his leg. The guy from Louisville, Nurk, Paul George. Do you pull those things up? Or Thiesman, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's, there's. Part- that one's the worst. No, Napoleon McCallum. Oh, that one still sticks with me because he he go- he's going he's going into the line of scrimmage and then his knee just turns completely backwards. Ah. I
3: actually, heard a, I, to to me. I, I actually heard a pretty awesome story about Lawrence Taylor on uh, ESPN radio the other day. I was driving around and I forget who it was. It was some quarterback, some former quarterback, but he was like, um, he was like, you know, Lawrence Taylor is one of those guys you really don't want to mess with. I remember that I got sacked by him. It was the first time I ever got sacked by him when I was a rookie and that he hit me and it just effing rocked my world. And he like, went next to my helmet and whispered into my ear, hey, man, out of respect, I didn't do it as hard as I could. I <laughs> got <laughs> up and
0: laughed.
2: Dude, that is way better than going, I gave you everything I had. Like, when you really hurt somebody, yeah. even if you did hit them with everything you had, that's what you have to say. That yeah. is fantastic. Out of respect. <laughs> out of respect, I laid off a little bit there. Whew! That's a great story. I wish you could credit the quarterback with that.
3: I know. I... It made me laugh in the car because I was like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy Lawrence Taylor kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, let's get into the uh, quarterback coaching carousel because uh, it continues. And we'll do that next after this Sports Center update. And a little bit out of my mind. All right, welcome back in. We have uh, been we teasing this uh, for a little while, but, uh, hey, kind of what happens. In, it's about uh, to pay off. off. It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. So Cam Newton, we mentioned him earlier. We were talking about him in good versus evil. Andy Dalton, I don't think he's very happy with the Bengals, uh, giving him the late release. So now his options are uh, even more limited for finding a job in the NFL in 2020. Um, But you've got two guys, uh, Andy Dalton, who was a good quarterback, uh, led the Bengals to uh, a whole slew of playoff appearances to start his career. Cam Newton, a former MVP been injured over the last couple of years, uh, they're without homes right now. Um, and I don't know where they end up. If you've got the Patriots who are one of the teams that was expecting to, as mentioned as somebody that could possibly go after a quarterback didn't in the draft, I think everybody else basically filled their spot with a quarterback, except for maybe Jacksonville but there doesn't seem to be a lot of interest for Cam Newton. You I think are on the side, and I'll let you speak for yourself. You I wouldn't s- touch Cam Newton? Is that where you live? No, not as a starter. No. Okay. Never. But as as a backup? I
3: maybe. I don't know. I mean, really? I you know, my backup position, depending upon team, I, I would hope to have somebody a little younger. Yeah. Somebody more in the development phase of their career that could sit behind a guy that when he comes into the game, I could, you know, possibly have some time to build up his confidence. You know, Cam Newton, I, I think that's one thing that a lot of people aren't talking about. You know, we can go over some of the most simple things, which is, you know, he can't throw anymore. Oh, you stop. Uh, you know, he's kind of scared S-less in the pocket, at oh. least from the last
2: time that we've seen him. But he also can't run anymore. Yeah, because... he also
3: can't run anymore. Yeah. Um I don't think Cam Newton has a lot of confidence anymore and really to be a backup quarterback in this league. I mean, I know you have to have a lot of confidence to be a starter, but I think that's one of the things that's least talked about is as a backup, when you come into a game, that's either already established or you're replacing a dude that's hurt for a significant amount of time. You got to have a lot of confidence about you. You got to have to be able to instill a lot of confidence in the guys that are around you. And if I'm Cam Newton, I, I mean, There's no confidence in the guy
2: is the best option for somebody like Cam to almost play the Jay Cutler role from a couple years ago with the Dolphins, where you just kind of sit and just wait for something, you know, but just trick them into giving you a lot of money and then leave, but you just sit back and go, all right, somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all you can do. There's nothing else you could
3: do. There are no open quarterback positions right now. There are none. I, I mean, you mentioned the Jaguars seems like they're good with Menchu. You mentioned the Patriots. I mean, Jared Stidham seems like the guy at this They point. keep saying that. Yeah. And so, you know, that's literally all you can do. Now, I feel bad for Andy Dalton. I yeah. really do because I think that guy still has something in him. I think he just got drugged down by having Marvin Lewis get fired, who was his longtime head coach. The rest of the team kind of started to suck. And, I mean, of course, he got a little bit worse because he got older. But I think there's still something viable there. The one team I was incredibly surprised that didn't take a chance on him and didn't really push to was the Colts. I uh, thought for that, Dalton, yeah. yeah, I thought that was strange that they didn't well, go but, after Andy Dalton. But they ended up with Rivers. Yeah, he sucks, I, and I, we all know he's in the same camp as Cam
2: Newton, where it's like I got no confidence with that guy. Yeah, on but the they, field. they signed him pretty quickly. I mean, I everybody kept saying that, that you know the the first shooter drop was going to be Brady, but Philip Rivers was signed before he was. Ah. <sighs> So it's interesting there. And then they go out and they get Jacob Eason. So now you feel like there's not really an option there for an Andy Dalton to go in. Andy Dalton does feel very much like somebody that could be that second quarterback in the room and have the confidence to be ready when called upon.
3: Experienced veteran, yeah. knows the room, knows how to play with co You know, he he he's a guy who's been around offenses that knows the schemes. He knows the language. I, I just, I, I think that he is being... Just looked over so hard.
2: Yeah. I want to put my ego aside, put the money, think about my family, think about my career. There's no better position to be in in the same room with somebody I've really looked up to, someone I've admired since I've been playing in the game in Drew Brees. That doesn't sound like Jameis Winston. Did he land in the best possible spot?
3: Oh, no, bro. That's
2: Jameis Winston all the way.
3: (laughs) Yeah? All the way. What do you mean? That's what he does, man. He tells you what you want to hear. That's his thing.
2: So is this a good landing spot for him? Sure. Anywhere is. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Just having a job. You don't think he's going to learn anything from Drew Brees? No, he's not going to learn one
3: damn thing. When has Jameis Winston ever given you the confidence that he's either changed or has
2: developed as a player in person? I don't know. He's a lot. Never? Never. Never. He got on. Bruce Arians came in. He got worse. laser eye surgery, and he signed with the Saints. There's no good to come from either. Yeah, he, he is a broken player.
3: He is somebody that I just feel like the damage has already been done. I know people talk about the type of development that can still happen with Jameis Winston. I feel that way about Marcus Mariota that Marcus Mariota can still very much be developed. I think somebody made a good point here on the fan uh, this past week when they were talking about him, which was just saying that, like, hey, this guy got thrown into the league on a Titans team that didn't adjust to his style of play, which, to be quite honest, is now the norm in the NFL, which is that we're going to space everything out. It's a passing league, and we're going to allow you to read the field. They tried to fit Marcus, you know, who was, you know, if we're going to use the expression, square peg, round hole. Sure. I think he has more, you know, potential to get better than Jameis Winston, who, dude, he can't play in anything. He doesn't throw accurately. He throws interceptions constantly. I don't really care that he got LASIK eye surgery. I don't think that really mattered too much. <laughs> you were throwing
2: into triple coverage, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. So if you're Marcus Mariota, would you rather be where you are behind Derek Carr where you have maybe the chance to supplant the the starter, Mm -hmm. or would you rather sit behind a guy like Drew Brees and just see the way that he operates? Because I think that there is some benefit to being behind a Hall of Famer and just seeing what's going to happen, but... You know, there's also something where you go, all right, I'm seeing something where I could go in and improve this team tomorrow. And that's where Mariota is, I think, behind Derek Carr.
3: Yeah, me personally, I would want to stay behind Breeze because I would have wanted to develop and I'd want to learn. But, um, you know, for Mariota, I think he still has the opinion of what we were just talking about, which is I can still contribute and I can do it right now. He believes he has the ability to do that. And, you know, it's going to be a close QB race between him and Carr when it comes to camp because Gruden's a guy who's you know, pretty fluid about QBs. Uh, you know, he doesn't really care to move a guy
2: off. If somebody has got the hot hand, his success has been Brad Johnson and rich Gannon. So yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Hey I mean, man, if you're winning games, yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's yeah. It doesn't need us a, a star quarterback to succeed. Um, it's interesting that these guys were both uh, the number one and number two pick coming in, both have won Heisman trophies. And here there are. I always go back to something Joey Harrington said about his career. Hmm. He went to Detroit, number three overall pick, obviously didn't have the success that you would hope to, but Detroit's a mess of a franchise. when he took the job in Miami, that was the year that Drew Brees was uh, coming off the shoulder injury in San Diego, had the option, uh, or Miami had the option to pick him up, went with Dante Culpepper instead. I remember Joey said the reason he went to Miami is he knew he wouldn't be the starter. It was going to be Culpepper. He was going to get a chance to sit behind him. He said at that point in his career. So after having failed in your first stop as a high draft pick, both of these guys, Winston and, and Mariota, have essentially done that. You go and sit behind somebody for a year and just just take in all the information, just be away from it, get healthy, be ready to go. Well, obviously what happened to Joey Harrington is called up or injured his knee. He got thrown in right away. Joey's last stop before he left the league was going to Atlanta where he's like, finally, I can just sit back, let everything slow down, regroup, sit behind Michael Vick. Michael Vick gets thrown into prison for dog fighting and Joey Harrington gets thrown in and he's, he's then retired. Uh, but that's one of those things. This might be a a positive for both of these guys to be able to do it. I think if Jameis Winston is going to mature, what is he? 26 years old right now, 25, 26. If he's go, if he can't do it here, he can't do it anywhere. This is a great spot for him. I thought it was a smart move by uh, by the Saints. Who you know, everybody's going. Oh, are they going to commit to Taysom Hill? Come on. Oh, dude, I'd commit to Taysom Hill before Jameis Winston. They committed to both of them. There's a battle yeah. though. I think that's a great spot to be in. You have a one year contract for Jameis Winston, you have a two year contract for Taysom Hill. Cool. Uh, I battle think, it out, guys. Uh, no,
3: I, I think they've I think they hired Jameis Winston for two reasons. One, you had to have a third quarterback on your roster. Yeah. Uh two, he's really cheap. Yeah. Um, and three, you want to light a fire under Taysom Hill. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. I think this is a win-win-win. I think it's a great yeah, spot but, for everybody. But what I disagree with you is that this is going to change Jameis Winston. No, I said it, it just won't. <laughs> what I'm saying, this guy doesn't
2: change, dude. Fine. I said if anything will, this will, and if nothing else, he's on a one-year contract, so he's gone next year either way. It's it's beneficial for Jameis Winston because if he's going to if he's going to mature, mm. but he won't. Fine. This would be the place, and if you can't mature here, then, all right, have a good life uh, hanging out with Jamarcus Russell and whatever your your Vince Young football afterlife is. Which puts up a good question. Like, what would that guy do in retirement? Jameis. Yeah. He'd spend his money wisely, and uh, he would, uh, you know, benefit the community that he's in and uh, the people that are around him. I mean, for real, he's not going to get on TV. (laughs) Like, nobody's going to put him in a booth.
3: What kind of analysis would that guy give? Dude. You see, he was open, and so we threw it to him. I would like to watch that. I,
2: yeah, I just look we'll him eating MWS.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> yeah,
3: I, dude, that guy. I just he is he is. I'm trying to think of the comparable <laughs> in the NBA of like the chance again and again. I mean, the one in the NFL that you can easily do uh, of a guy who was a little bit older than him, or <laughs> no, he was older than him, Johnny Manziel, right? Like, was he? I, I, I'm kind of sure. I think they were around the same time, maybe. I mean, I know they weren't
2: the same draft, but. No, yeah. Johnny did not get that many chances. Did not get that many chances to play.
3: James Winston got four years on the field. Dude, Johnny Manziel has been given chance after chance after chance. And people still keep doing it with him. You got to understand that at some point you just need to cut bait. And I'm really surprised that enough NFL teams didn't realize that with Jameis Winston. I even think it's kind of ridiculous they're giving him a million dollars. I'm serious, man. I think there's probably a guy who has just as much talent as Jameis Winston and more of an upside with more of an eagerness to learn and more discipline than Jameis Winston that you could have gotten for even less. Uh, really, man. This guy is a nightmare. Okay. He acts like this all the time. He does it. He gets in trouble. He goes into d- gets in front of microphones for a PR campaign and says, I've really changed. Yeah. You know, this is the start of something new where I'm really good. Get- yeah, he screws up again, gets right back in front of the camera, in front of the uh, <laughs> microphones. So, you know, that was a mistake on my part. I take full responsibility. This is my chance to change. Well, you grabbed an Uber driver. <laughs> you know, this is my chance to change. Well, you threw 30 interceptions. You know, this is my chance to change. <laughs> well, you got, you got beaten by uh, Taysom Hill. Well, which is probably going to happen. Be some- Yo, This is my chance to change. You, know, you get up on a table and scream something in front of a, a public campus. Yeah, this is my chance you're to going change. Back to college. You're suspended, but then you go out onto the field anyway in full uniform, and then you embarrass your head coach on national TV who has to tell you to get back in the locker room and not dress. He's just done it all of his life, man. Yeah. And actually, if you watch that season but- with Tampa Bay and um, uh, Hard Knocks, it makes a lot of sense when you listen to his backstory. And I feel bad for the guy. I have sympathy for him because I think his family life was complete garbage. Like that guy did not have a good upbringing, but he has shown zero, zero wanting for change
2: fan text line. Hey, still a chance for Antonio Brown.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There you go. There's your other one. There you go. All right. Here's a chance. Uh,
2: Here's a chance. We need to get to what to watch. It's quarantine edition. There are no sports to watch. So we will tell you, uh, Hey, what to watch. Pull up on your favorite favorite streaming service or uh, cable network. We will do what to watch next. You're listening to The Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan.
1: Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. <laughs> Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel. Avid television viewer, Will Darkins. <laughs> and increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. As a
2: sports talk radio show, Mm -hmm. we are obligated by law to discuss The Last Dance Oh, and Michael Jordan. Yes. Um... Episodes three and four, Dennis Rodman. Big highlight of that, the Pistons battle, uh, everything going on. What was your, what are your highlights from Last Dance, uh, from the last two episodes? Dude, Phil Jackson. <laughs> Phil Jackson's great, isn't he? I didn't know that he coached in what was it, Puerto Rico? Yeah, I thought that was fascinating too. Yeah,
3: I, I just the whole thing of him being kind of a representation of the NBA in the 1970s, how it was just this league of dudes who were. Snort and blow and playing basketball and it was an entire league or an entire association that was just like you know I don't know, it wasn't drawing a mass audience in because you had so many of these guys that were just kinda of like, Yeah, I don't care, I'm just playing basketball.
2: Well and he was he was the counterculture uh guy too in the NBA and with the Knicks team that won two championships. And he was kind of the oddball, and but to, to become the Zen master with his backstory growing up in Montana and going to that, yeah, that was really compelling. Any of the Rodman stuff stand out to you, or was that kind of what you expected? I didn't know about the the gun that he brought to the destroyed facilities. That was terrifying. You wonder how differently his career could have been. I don't remember that. Yeah, he showed up in his truck with a, a rifle, and then he fell asleep. Uh, So he didn't get a chance to use it. Don't know what his intentions were. They kind of just...
3: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I I don't remember that. I don't... Yeah. I I had never known that. I don't know. Dennis Rodman, to me, I think was, you know, kind of a fascinating guy back in the 1990s. But I think by today's standards... Which, unfortunately, it's just kind of like, yeah, there's a bunch of those dudes.
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. He still stands out as one of those people because, you know, you realize that Dennis Rodman was a guy that was really unsure of himself because he started at, you know, a very small school in Oklahoma. He gets his chance to to get into the NBA. They said it took him two or three years to kind of figure out what his role was with Detroit. And then he becomes a menace, and he becomes, you know, the, the rebounder and the defensive player that we saw in his NBA career. But he was still just kind of in that unsure self-doubt mode he ends up kind of going off the deep end a little bit but then it was dating madonna that is how he learned dude just go out and just do whatever you want to do and then we becomes the dennis rodman that we all remember i it, See, I think so that's such was... a fascinating team when you look at. It. I mean, the, the Pippen stuff, the Phil Jackson, now the Rodman. Uh, you wonder how many more uh, surprises there are to come. And when we get into Steve Kerr, I think ah. I think he's going to be pretty boring, but hopefully not. Well, no, he won't. He'll tell the full story getting punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, which is which is what we want to know. But. Eh? but- I hope they skip everything with Steve Kerr except, <laughs> except that, for that story. Yeah, I just want to hear that. They're not going to go back in his story. Well, he grew up in a nice yeah. suburb, and then he went to Arizona. And, he <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. there was and then this one practice. A, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he's a pretty big part of it because what he's done after, obviously. Well, he was a big part of that Bulls team, especially course, yeah. the 97 finals. But,
3: yep. uh, I mean, to me, I thought what's, what was very interesting with Rodman was exactly what you had just mentioned with Madonna. And – I think it's something that a lot of people I know in my generation kind of forget about sometimes because how our view of Madonna is is like this Old woman who like has lost touch with reality. Uh, but Madonna back in the nineteen nineties was like culturally, you know, she was comparable to Lady Gaga. Yeah. Uh, in the late two thousands and early twenty tens, in that she just totally reset the cultural paradigm for what was acceptable and what wasn't.
2: But she reset herself at least three times because I remember eighties yeah. Madonna. I'm yeah, I'm old enough to remember eighties Madonna. Then the nineties Madonna, where she reinvents herself. Then the two thousands Madonna, the the Jewish ray of Madonna. the ray of light. Oh. Jew- Jewish Madonna, that we had, yeah, the Guy Ritchie, uh, you know, um, uh, reading the Quran. She, and, yeah. you
3: know, there's just some people who really are they're they're culturally relevant and brilliant people. I believe Madonna was a very brilliant person. I just think she lost her way because you know she kind of thought more about her artistic vision as a business more than you know developing. I think she quit developing because, dude, yeah. like. Honestly, like, I have to follow some of the pop culture stuff around the station for one of our sister stations, uh, Mm -hmm. 105.1 The Buzz. Dude, Madonna just, like, grasping at straws. Like, some of her performances, you know, she's almost 60, and she dresses like she's 20.
2: But you have to remember there's an entire team around people that get that much fame that, that, you know. But, dude, it's her message, you know? I don't know. Uh, Cool. So outside of Last Dance, what are you watching?
3: I mentioned earlier in the show Ozark.
2: Yeah, what do you um, think so far, dude? That show's awesome.
3: <laughs> I I think that show's super intense. I'm about five episodes in, and I'm yeah, I'm still uh, digging it.
2: Yeah, the 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 hook that grabs you when they start melting people. Yes. It's pretty yeah. It's, and it,
3: it followed, and I'm glad you mentioned that because it followed the thing that always gets me with TV shows, which is like in the first five minutes you got to get me with something. Yep. Like you don't have to like make it a massive explosion, just a bit of intrigue where I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, you can't start a show, and 15 minutes in, I'm still like, what's going
2: on? I'm hearing uh, rumors that Ozark is getting really good again. I, I kind of hit the lull and ducked out on it. Mm. Might have to get back into that. Give it a shot. Uh, I might. I'm not even sure where I left off, so we'll have to kind of figure it out. But I'm sure we can kind of pick it up. But I'm watching Silicon Valley still. Mm. That show is pretty fantastic. It's it's. It's getting into the middle seasons where I'm not 100% uh, behind it, but the first two seasons of
3: that are really, really good. Guess what I
2: gave another try? What's that? Hand- Too hot uh, to handle. <laughs> of course you did. You idiot. Dude, And?
3: It's amazing.
2: I, I did I did get a, a message from somebody that was listening to our show last week that went through the whole thing, and they admitted that, yeah, it's terrible, but Great. it's hard
3: to look away. It's so awesome. There's this one woman who is so freaking insecure that she tries to sleep with this guy, and then he's like, hey, you know, let's just wait. I want to get to know you. And then like she goes to the camera for a one-on-one interview, and she goes, I can't believe he denied me like that. I was like, oh. There are some serious daddy issues on this show.
2: Uh, right here on the fan following our broadcast, you can listen to the 2011 Pac-12 Championship game between Oregon and UCLA. Uh, get your football fix. Closer game than you can remember. Well, there, there. That's why you listen back to it. Uh, also on, uh, you're going to get the World Series on the fan at 5 p.m. today. You can get. Why did my screen just jump? Houston Astros versus Los Angeles Dodgers 2017 game two. And listen for the trash cans clanking.
3: Oh, right. Okay. Keep your ears out there. I I thought you were doing some promotion I didn't
2: know about. (laughs) Uh, Tomorrow, uh, Ducks. You could win. Ducks UCLA 2016 basketball replay. You've got the Seahawks classic. Uh, right here on 1080, the fan. This will start at 1 o'clock. It is the Seahawks 2014 uh, NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. Mm, I remember that one. Yeah. yeah that was the Aaron Andrews game, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. They get, the, get the radio broadcast of that if you never listened B-O-P. to it.
3: Always that guy. Crabtree. Crabtree. God, 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 God.
2: Colin Kaepernick played in that game. That's how long ago that was. Yes. But I don't want... Oh, jeez. It is weird that he's been out of the league that long. Yeah, it's sad. You say 10 or 50? 50. 50. Jeez. So you got to keep talking. I know. I was like, holy cow. Um, I, I mean, we can just keep playing this music. You know, that's what I talk. do love this music. Yeah. It's fantastic. You do have the whole drop board. Uh, drop in some KD. And uh, some juice, and we'll wrap it up. All right, everybody have a wonderful weekend. Uh, be safe. We'll be back next week. I, I'm actually in here Tuesday. I'm filling in for Dusty Tuesday and Wednesday with Dusty and Cam. And uh, there's a possibility that I do a prime time next week, too. So can't get, enough, can't get enough Luke Anderson. I'll be back later in the week. Everybody have a safe...
1: KD, oh, you okay. cheese butt. Where LeBron at? KD, LeBron, he gonna yam on you.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.